Welcome to another episode of Think Arctic, a podcast powered by GCI that tackles the issues facing the Arctic and its stakeholders. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Holly Noland. In this episode, we chat with Ronald Brower Sr., an instructor at the University of Alaska Fairbanks, about teaching native language and growing up in the Arctic. Thank you for joining us, Ronald. Can you start by talking about what you teach at University of Alaska Fairbanks? Today, my role at the University of Alaska is to, I am the instructor for Inupiat language, and it's my responsibility to manage the uh, Inupiat language BA program. My program includes uh, students that are involved in humanities and uh, similar programs that require uh, a foreign language. Uh, so while it's not categorically foreign language, uh, a, lot, a lot of uh, folks uh, use Alaskan Native language as a way to graduation. How are students taking your courses? Are they taught in a classroom? Are they online courses? The students I am teaching, I, uh, I have five courses that I'm doing now. Uh, I have the classroom instruction uh, in Fairbanks where I'm teaching uh, beginning uh, grammar and language. Then I have uh, an online course uh, that uh, is taking, uh, uh, is ca also called Beginning Inupiat Language. Then uh, for Elizabeth College, I'm teaching Inupiat Language 1, uh, which is uh, similar to what uh, I'm teaching at UAF, but for the Elizabeth College in Barrow. And then I have uh, one other course. I also teach conversational Inupiat, both at UAF and uh, uh, online, not online, but uh, through the OWL program. What kind of technology are you leveraging for the online courses? I do, we do video conferencing for the conversational course. Uh, I have an a, a online connection uh, to uh, my students in the villages where I can see them on screen, they can see me on their screen, and I'm writing on the board uh, various uh, uh, topics that we're covering. How is that kind of collaboration working out? The collaboration actually is working quite well. I've wanted the Elizabeth College uh, to work with the University of Alaska, even though it's a tribal college, so that uh, our students can uh, move up from an associate program into a bachelor's program. And uh, one of the tools that we're using is to encourage students to take their Alaska Native language and uh, use that uh, to further their education. Why is it so important to leverage technology to open these kinds of opportunities for students living in the villages? Well, it's very important uh, to have ac uh, for the students to have access to a higher education uh, in the community where they are working. Some of them are uh, teachers, some of them work for the municipalities, others work for other organizations. However, uh, language is important uh, in their field of work. And so they take courses uh, 
uh, especially teachers, uh, take uh, my courses uh, so they can learn to teach better the language. You grew up not too far from Barrow. What was your experience like? I grew up in the era of dog teams and sod houses. Uh, we, it was uh, probably uh, part of the last generation who lived the old Inuit way of life um, uh, uh, as a hunter, uh, as a hunting in a hunting culture. And so, uh, when uh, I, my mother had become ill after my younger brother, one of my younger brothers was born. So before I had any memories of her, uh, I was, uh, I grew up out in the country in a place called Ilixi, about 30 miles south of Barrow. And we lived in a small sod home with my great grandma, but we were surrounded by other family members. On our side of the creek uh, was uh, my dad and his uh, older brother. Across the creek was my grandma's uh, uh, younger, two younger brothers and uh, their children. So we had a community of uh, maybe uh, no more than 18 people in five sod homes. We were nomadic uh, in that uh, my father would uh, lay his trap line out and we lived in these uh, snow igloos uh, called Apuyak. Uh, and once he got his traps laid out in that area, we'd move on to the next uh, day of travel and again set his trap line. And, and it would take us about two weeks uh, or even up to a month to uh, get that done. And he would leave us as kids uh, with great grandma at home and uh, make his rounds with the dog teams, which would take him about two or three days uh, before he could return to us. So I grew up in the, uh, hearing stories from the elders of talking about the old times, that they, what they experienced growing up. And so I grew up uh, totally immersed in the Inuit language. What kind of challenges do the people living near Barrow face now? Well, you have to consider that we have moved very rapidly just in my lifetime from the time from the age of dog teams and the old hunting culture, the last of the old hunting culture to a modernized community. Like when we moved from Iviksuk to Barrow in 54, it was the first time we saw wood frame houses windows, electricity, and um, uh, our introduction to the English world. So from there, um, my, uh, I was uh, often told by the elders that um, they wanted us to learn how to live in the Western world so that we could come back and help them understand what we are facing in our future. And that, with that, I, uh, my introduction to the English was not very nice. How so? There's a, a foreign teacher that I had never seen before in this classroom uh, with some uh, peers of my age group. And she asked me, I never forget this, she asked me, who is your name? I raised my eyebrows and uh, looked around and somebody said, 
Atkin Taigu, say your name. I said, Anikswak. And the teacher grabbed my hand and hit me uh, with a ruler on my right hand. And um, she said, that's not your name. Uh, we don't, no, she didn't say that's not your name. She said, we don't speak that language here. And that was my introduction uh, to English. Thank you for sharing your story with us, Ronald. And thank you listeners for joining us for another episode of Think Arctic. You can find our regular podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spreaker. Until next time. Come, <laughs>